Hello, and welcome to the Star Wars Universe podcast. Today we're talking about The Clone Wars, the final, last season, season 7, episode 4. All that and more right after this commercial break we have no control over. Welcome back. My name is Matthew. I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined today by Paul, who's been the uh, co-host with me on this dive through the last season of The Clone Wars. Paul, how are we doing today? Uh, doing pretty good. I like the final last season. Yes. Also. <laughs> uh, in theory, right? Yeah. Well, this is what, the third last season now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we'd had a last season. And I, I'll say actually some more as we get into this, because I, I did a little research and think I have a better idea now of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just to make it clear for those who are uh, normally... Uh, uh, follow this because they like the uh, rewatch of The Mandalorian that we're doing and the rewatch of The Clone Wars where we started from Episode 1, Season 1. Uh, this is not part of that. This is a little bit separate. If you are watching along and have not yet seen the last season or you just want to wait until you've heard us talk about everything else, uh, those podcasts with myself and Riki and Sarah are continuing to come out every Tuesday uh, or going back and forth between that and The Mandalorian and they will continue. This is kind of a special treat we're doing where just for the eight episodes of the um, last season of uh, The Clone Wars, we're dropping one episode uh, about once every weekday. Uh, life comes up, so I think we're going to do four this week, and that'll be just enough. Um, but So if you enjoy that, please keep listening. If that's not your thing, feel free to hit pause. Wait till Tuesday. The next episode of the, the other ones will come out. And if you do get to uh, Season 7 at some point, these episodes will be waiting for you because it's the internet and nothing ever goes away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> true that is. So yeah, just on this last season point, I, I did a little bit of digging. I'm now I'm not in a huge expert, and if any of our fans know more, please write in and let me know. But as best I can figure out, um, they had some idea of a story arc planned, and wound up having to cancel after five seasons. Mm. Um, it got canceled, and probably just you know because the Star Wars had kind of moved on, and maybe the ratings were not as good, or for whatever reason. But they had written out quite a lot of what was supposed to happen in both season six and in season seven. And then they kind of got the chance to, and then for a little while, like there'd be a couple of weird, like they'd put together a couple of episodes that would go up on different, in different formats and in different places. I think a couple of them were like, um, released in theaters as part of like short animation things or things like that. I'm, I'm not sure the details, but basically a lot of the episodes that eventually became season six were released in a couple of different places, and then about four or five years ago, they put that all into, uh, it may be more like six or seven, but they, they put it all into one place and released it all as season six. And in part because at that point they thought they were never going to get to do anything more, they did a, a pretty thorough ending of of that season in a way that ends with the idea that it it really is coming right up to the beginning of the third movie and the end of the Clone Wars story. Um but apparently they, at that time, had written out a lot of what they wanted to do in Season 7, but just didn't think they were going to get a chance to do it. Um, kind of a lot like what happened with Buffy, with um, where Season 5 seemed right. like it was a finale, and then, oh wait, you actually get two more seasons. Um, it's happened with a couple of other TV shows as well. So, I think that's my my understanding, and for that reason, I think I think it's a lot easier for me to forgive that there are parts of this that don't seem to make sense with the revelations that happened at the end of Season 6, and... I'm kind of okay just assuming that they haven't, like, that maybe those things happen out of order. Um, especially because when I went back and really looked at it, most of those first five seasons do not happen in chronological order. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at, 
as far as I can tell, and granted, this was, a, I mean, it's funny to say this about a show that came out only 10 years ago, but the degree of fan deep diving was just nothing like it is today at that point, as well as the fact that it was a kid's show. My understanding is that a lot of times what they would do is they'd write a plot line and then they'd be like, okay, well, what should we write? We need to fill four more episodes. What should we do? And then someone would say, oh, you remember that cool thing that was happening three seasons ago? Let's go back to that and like right. tell another story at that point. And so they go back and tell a story that's not at all chronologically connected. Right. And they never put, you know, star dates in anything. So we have no idea when it actually fits. But um, yeah, yeah that's, that's my long soliloquy. But that's my at least understanding of, of how this all fits together. Well, so I, I did less digging, but um, a similar sort of thing. And somewhere I saw that the uh, this season, it was aired out of order. And so the episode list on Disney Plus or whatever is also essentially out of order chronologically. <laughs> yeah. So I saw that just before we were going to do episode one. So I was thinking, like, should we do them in the chronological order? Or should we do them in the order in which they were released and thus the order most people are going to watch them on the streaming service? Like, yeah. would people rather hop around? Or the, And I, I don't know. I think that it's probably better to just do it this way in terms of sort of ease of use for people. Um, but it's sort of like trying to watch the Marvel movies in chronological order or something. Right. You know? Yeah, we, we actually had that exact same discussion when we started the whole Clone Wars rewatch uh part of the podcast for exactly that same reason. And we came to the conclusion from much exactly what you said is like, I, I am sure that there are people who are watching the clone wars or watched it in the past and enjoy listening to this podcast about it. Right. I think the number of people who are going to fundamentally change the way they watch something in order to follow along with us. <laughs> right. I love the idea. I think that might yeah. be a bit hubristic. A <laughs> little bit, a little bit, not, not quite there. <laughs> but then again, for anyone who wants to watch it in the right order, um, and in the chronological order, and then we'll, um, you know, listen to these episodes in that order. Please feel free. We should have it all wrapped up by the end of next week. Um, yeah. Isn't I will say that my understanding. Like 12 or 13. Say again? You said earlier that it was eight episodes. Is it eight or is it like 12 or 13? I thought for some reason it was eight. Um, I could be wrong. Let me quickly look that up. Um, if so, I am planning badly and a couple other things might need to get adjusted. <laughs> right. It's a little bit more of a project than I originally thought it was like five episodes that were out so far. But um, and then yeah, I well, I, I, I've been kind of scheduling some other podcasts based on the idea of like, OK, this was fun. But doing this this much was kind of insane. And I'm going to get my life back in eight right. episodes. Uh, so, yeah, that might change some things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking that up quickly now, uh, trying to get spoiled by it. Um, yep. There's 12 episodes. OK, okay. so. <laughs> I think I think folks realistically we're going to shoot for if we get four episodes a week we're going to be very happy we might get three episodes some week just because life happens and I'm sure that's going to be okay <laughs> yeah yeah it'll be and and these four episodes certainly I mean maybe we'll try to avoid spoilers like specific spoilers from earlier in the season if you do watch them out of order right which is actually in order but you know um, and, and I will I will say that um these four I'm are in order. I got a little bit spoiled, and I'm not going to reveal that. Um, no. My understanding, though, is that at least the end of this season is chronologically the end of it chronologically. So at least, like, we are building right. to an ending of some kind, as okay. I understand it. Um, I hear uh, Anakin turns to the dark side at some point. God damn it, man. And, Don't tell me he, these things. Yeah. I think he has a kid or something or two. Or yeah. All right. Well, if you're going to spoil things, I'm going to spoil Obi-Wan right. lives. Oh, drat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. There goes the suspense. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, um, we are supposed to be talking about this episode. Um, right. And, and so let's get into it. And I, I feel like, once again, this is an episode where, from our perspective, at least, I, I mean, it's enjoyable and it's a nice po- telling of further story. Um, I, I felt like we, I, I had two very different moods about this episode. On the one hand, there was a feeling of, okay, I guess that's the end of the Echo story, and it wasn't anything that I wanted it to be, and that's kind of disappointing. On the other hand, we get an Anakin moment that <laughs> shows him moving towards Darth Vader in a way that nothing in the prequel movies ever did. Like, if you just... Yeah. I, I have a, a colleague who has said it many times that, like, he doesn't understand how Anakin goes from being, like, the somewhat rebellious Jedi to, I'm willing to kill younglings. Right. Um, and, and honestly, just that one scene of him, like, we'll get into, but of him basically, like, torturing and then pretty much murdering and then leaving to die painfully, um, yeah. the enemy admiral, like, I think that says more about it than anything in the It pretty movies. much sums it up, you know? Yeah. And, and the Clone Wars series, I wouldn't say builds specifically to that moment, but it builds, it builds his character in a way where when that moment happens, you're like, yeah. Like, yeah. of course that's what he did, you know? Whereas, um, right at the end of, like, the clone, Attack of the Clones, is that, um... Like, if he did something like that, you'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's a really, and, and um, you know, earlier in the Clone Wars, um, there's an episode where, uh, and I didn't catch this at first, um, uh, the person who I'm uh, doing this podcast with, one of the two, uh, Riki, he caught this on his second watch, and then when he pointed out to me, I definitely noticed it. There's a, there's a couple of moments, and I think one of the first of them is in season two, where Anakin starts to do something you're like, okay, that's that's not really kosher with the Jedi. Like, you're yeah. kind of going off the end a little bit. And there's just the faintest bit of the Darth Vader theme in the music. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, yeah, the show does such a good job. And I feel like, I mean, let's just get right into it. Um, you know, he's dealing with an enemy leader. And he's threatening to torture this person and somewhat torturing them. And that's something that he does a good deal in the show. And I've always been like, that's kind of dark sidey already. Yeah. I mean, he cuts parts of him off, right? Which may be cybernetic or whatever, but you know. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's a little more detailed than than we've seen. And I, 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 I certainly didn't get the sense that they were cybernetic. I mean, they, they, um, maybe it was, but he certainly felt like half of the Admiral's face and whatever body was kind of cybernetic and the other half was organic, but Uh um, it's a little unclear, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's certainly possible. It, it it certainly did seem a um. I mean, for some reason, I don't know if like George Lucas when he was like five saw someone get their hand cut off. Yeah, um, no, it's but... it's a theme. It's, it's it's definitely a theme in uh, the the whole verse, right? Yeah, like, not just like first the movies and then then the shows. It's like yeah. <laughs> And whatever Something he, happened, I, I, I have no idea. Like, I think, I think, um, you know, my understanding is that the people who wrote this season, this is now completely unconnected to Lucas, even though it's based on ideas he had. Right. But they did say they consulted with him on it. But even like in the Mandalorian and, and like some of the newer movies, people are getting their yeah. hands cut off. So it, it is yeah. baked into the DNA of the show, this, mm-hmm. of this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, story now. Yeah. Um, but, but to me, the real, even beyond that, like, even if you're like, oh, it's a robot, it's not as big a deal. He later starts, you know, talking to one of the other Jedi, and he gets a little distracted, and and the Admiral kind of takes advantage of that to shock him. And 
I feel like I've seen a lot of Jedi be in this situation, and they're just like, no, don't do that, you know? Of course I can kill you. Stop that. Right, um, right. Yeah. Anakin just, like, impales the guy with his lightsaber. Right, yeah, and, like, doesn't blank. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, look at this little toy that Wrecker's gonna love that will blow up the whole fleet. Right. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And, and not even that, but not only that, but, like, if the guy was already 100% stone dead... And then he notices the toy. I'm like, okay, that's terrific, but I'm sort of there. Then as Anakin's walking away from the toy, we see the Admiral, like, fall to the floor, still, like, clutching right. at life before he dies. Yeah, yeah. And Anakin offers no sympathy, no compassion, no attempted no. healing. Just, yeah. like, nah, you're done. Like, that that yeah. that was a, a Punisher-level move right there. <laughs> It was, it was, it was, it was very Punisher. I think of Wrecker as being more Punisher, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was just straight Vader, you know, yeah. it was just like, yeah, I'm done with you. Continue dying, you know, right. continue suffering, whatever. Like you're no longer of consequence to me. I got what I need from you. Yeah. And, and certainly it feels to me like that the, you know, the, the Jedi seem to have this ideal of don't care about one, any individual life, but care about all life and respect right. all life. Yeah, and, and I think this is a moment where it is clearly showing Anakin no longer feels that Anakin right. is now like, like you just said, like the lives that are, are important to him are either people he cares about or people he thinks are valuable to him or useful to him. Yeah. Other than that, you're, you're done. Yeah. Well, I mean, so as far as the not caring about individual life, like I, I feel like Yoda has more of a caring about each life sort of mm-hmm. than just collectively. Um, but. Yeah. But as far as the Jedi specifically, yeah, there is sort of something along with the kind of dispassionate, like not forming attachments, I think does sort of lead to viewing more collectively as opposed to individually, you know? Yeah. I mean, how how can you really appreciate each life without forming some attachment? Like, right. there's, there's <clears throat> a, I mean, empathy is an attachment, really. Right. Um, oh, it is. Like and, it's an emotional attachment to a, another being. Um, and I mean, I, I think the Jedi are pretty. They never use these words, obviously, because it's a different universe. But I think it's supposed to be pretty clear that the Jedi are basically fairly utilitarian. You know, and in the sense of like, yeah. if you have the choice between saving one life or saving a thousand, you always save the a thousand. And and I think this is pretty pretty explicit. You should right. never get to a point where you care so much about any one person that it's harder for you to to that, that you want to save their life instead of saving the a thousand. Right, um, where you're going to prioritize Padme over a thousand Gungans or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, one other thing about that scene at the end with Anakin, which I mean, kind of feels like the most consequential. Not kind of. I mean, if it, it feels like to me like the most consequential scene in. The episode there, there's a couple others that are uh, you know revolving around Echo, which I'd say we'll get to next. Um, right. But like when when Anakin enters that room, he's he's visibly angry. Yeah. This this isn't just like uh you know he's going in and he's just like well I'm just gonna do whatever I need to do to you know um get that number to disarm the bomb. It's like there's there's visible rage and you know it's on his face and um. So, you know, he, I'd say, you know, threatens, tortures, and kills the enemy admiral not in a, 
utilitarian, like, well, if I have to kill this one guy or whatever in order to achieve my ends, so be it. Like, that's one step, right? But he's he's past that. He's like, it feels like it's what he wants to do. Yeah. Um, that's actually a great point. It's the mirror of what we were just saying because it it is, it is its own form of attachment. Right. Because now it's not it, – instead of it being I care so much about this person that I want to save them, it's – now I am so particularly focused on my negative feelings towards this person that I actively want to kill them as opposed right. to just like the Jedi are not pacifists. The Jedi are willing to kill, yeah. but I think it's supposed to be like I have to kill these people to get my goal, not to um, – yeah, that sounds horrible. You, but, you know, in the self-defense yeah. kind of way that they're Yeah, 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 to achieve to my doing. goal of not being killed. Like, yeah. Okay, you know. But no, I, I think actually that, that's a great point that, that yeah, it, it's – that's its own form of attachment, you know, and, and, yeah. and that's, that motivates him. And it's, you know, I, I, am. Um, I have always said that Star Wars was my first ethical teaching. And mm-hmm. for me, the, the primary lesson that I got out of it from a very early age, what, and this is, I guess, more from Empire Strikes Back, but was this idea of, you know, that, that fear and anger and hate lead to the dark side. And, you know, I, I've always, that's kind of really a, a core part i think still of my life philosophy and 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 theology this idea that like you know hating something is what makes you be is is how you start to go down the road of becoming that um and and i you know over time i've i've adjusted that belief and come to realize like there's a lot of privilege for that and like you know like if you want to hating it's hard for me to say don't hate the oppressor you know like i i get that but but i still feel like there's a lot of truth to it of like the more that you let your hate and your anger and your fear drive you that's that that it, you start to become the thing you're trying so hard not to be and i've always i always i wanted i feel like in the original movies we were told that darth vader is the living example of that and i wanted the prequels to show that yeah. and they they just did a terrible job and like yeah scenes like this so it makes me feel like this is the clone wars doing that yeah absolutely and i mean contrast that with you know mace windu being basically like Hey, I killed uh, like a hundred thousand of you. It's <laughs> like, uh, you know, you want to give up? No? Okay, I guess we'll kill more of you. But like, you know, which on the one hand is like, it seems a little disingenuous. Like, because it's like, they're obviously not going to surrender. And like, how much agency do they have in surrendering? I guess they can, right? Like, it's it's kind of unclear yeah, to I... what extent they're following orders or following programming. But I, I honestly... I honestly thought there was a fairly legitimate chance that they would do it. And yeah, I think I, that would have been really interesting. And well, and it just, I, But I felt like, you know, we talked before about how we didn't know much about Mace Windu's character, especially because mm-hmm. it's so hard to just not just see, you know, Sam right. Jackson, because Samuel Jackson yeah. is such a, not just a fantastic actor, which he is, but also just such a dominant personality. He's just so him. Yeah, exactly. You know, as much as anyone is themselves, basically. But like that, to me, that moment was so good because it's like, he has reached a level of arrogance and hubris that goes beyond strutting because he's right. not – I feel like if Anakin said that, it would be bra- braggadocio. You know, it would be mm-hmm. like, like, mm-hmm. hey, come on, guys. Look how fucking awesome I am. Right. Mace Window is just like, look, there are facts. Water is wet. Sky is blue. I kill you people by the hundreds of thousands. You know, right. <laughs> like he's just right. like, let's, let's look at the data. The right. data says you shouldn't fight me. Um, exactly. <laughs> It paints a picture of this ending one way, and uh, let's face it, it's not a good way for you. So yeah. maybe let's just not do this. And I think part of why I loved it is because, honestly, I, 
you get to the point where every time some enemy leader says, okay, we'll send all those droids in and, and this time we'll have them. And I think he, the, the Admiral says that at some point in this episode, yeah. you're like, why? Who would possibly lead you to that conclusion? Right, right, exactly. What in the history of everything that has ever happened leads you to believe that these droid armies are actually going to defeat, you know, these Jedi? And, I mean, it's, it's like, even worse when, like, Anakin busts in on him and he's got, like, three droids with him, one of which is, like, basically um, not a combat droid and Anakin just, like, cuts it in half immediately and then the other two go to try to kill him. And he's like, like... Like, does he really think that that's going to work? That they're yeah. going to stop him? Like, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I it seems kind of ridiculous. So, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I thought that was just a fantastic scene. That It seems like that's why I, I like watching this show. Um, Me too. Let, let's get into Echo. Um, and I, I've been kind of talking a lot, so I'll kind of hand this one over to more to you. What what was your take on how the, the whole Echo storyline seemed to get wrapped up? Uh, I mean, I I think, again, it was a little bit more sort of what I thought was going to happen than what you thought was going to happen, which would have been maybe more interesting, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I'll, I'll like, I'll like sign on to watch like your headcanon version of the show, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, but, um, but yeah, basically early on there was the whole, like, can we trust him? Is he trustable? You know, and it felt like, you know, the techno union or, um, you know, the admiral, um, had some sort of like we knew they had some sort of plan that we right. didn't know about, and we thought maybe that's has to do with Echo. And it turns out it didn't. It was just like he was going to blow everything up if if they got there. Um, which it seems like you maybe wouldn't want like a countdown thing. Maybe you just like press a button and then blow it up. But whatever. You know. Um. Anyway, it it sort of was. You know, there was that element of doubt, and then the doubt was alleviated. And actually, when the doubt was alleviated early on in the episode, it made me think that then it was going to, like, double back again. Um, and I guess they did double back with the doubt, and again, it wasn't that. Um, and it turned out that, you know, the thing with Echo's character was that he he didn't feel like he belonged where he was before. Because, yeah. you know, he had been changed by his experiences and, you know, maybe felt more comfortable with the Bad Batch than, than with, you know, the rank-and-file clones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely with you there. And I it, I can't realize, like, a big part of my problem is with the damn narrator. Because, <laughs> like, oh. the narrator... Oh, the... Ca- Once again, I felt like there was a big spoiler of... Yes, you yes. Know, at the, at the end of the last episode... As I heard it, I was like, oh, Matthew's going to be mad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. I, and, and I think that's part of it. Is I, I felt like in part the way the narrator framed it was kind of setting me up for that story I thought they were going for. It because, mm-hmm. honestly, if I realized that the, the point of the story wasn't anything about, like, Echo's treachery, it was always just going to be about... Is Echo going to be able to like fit in again, or is he going to kind of see the, the value in these band of, of misfits? Like, yeah. that's a great story, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and, and I'm a little I, annoyed that like I that I and maybe I I headcanoned myself too hard, but I, I kind of think it was leading this. Like, th- there were just a lot of things that made it seem like it was going to be a different story than it was. But I, yeah, I did think the moment of, you know, the 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 bad the bad batch kind of accepting him and him deciding to go with them and Rex you know, respecting and understanding that. Like, I thought yeah. that was powerful. Like that, that certainly, too. It, was, it was a nice moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's like, it wasn't necessarily the direction 
that I was expecting or maybe hoping for, but like it, it was nice. It, it worked. It's like overall, I'd look at the four episode arc and say like, yeah, you know, it was a nice story that had, um, you know, had some good moments. I I almost wish that there was less of the sort of doubt about what Echo's loyalty that that wasn't leaned into so heavily because maybe maybe the other story is more interesting if you give it more space. Right. You know, and maybe it didn't have enough air because there was there was too much about um, about like, oh, is he going to betray us? Is he on our side? You know, is he programmed this way or whatever? As opposed to just like, yeah, what's up with this guy? Like, he's been through some shit. Yeah. I I also wonder if this is a moment where, like, like I said, I a lot of this seems to have been written many years ago. And then they kind of like, you know, pulled those scripts out of the archives, dusted them right. off and then added yeah. some things. Yeah, And here I wonder if, like, the original story was kind of going in one way and they added some things that took it in a new direction. And so that's why it just seems like it doesn't all quite fit cohesively. Definitely possible. And, I mean, I think it's tremendously hard to take a show that was successful. It actually might be more difficult with a show that was unsuccessful. But you take a show that, that people have some attachment to and attachment to it being a certain way. And then years later, you come back and you try and tell more of the story it's like not even just retelling the story in a new way but actually telling more story kind of picking up where you left off and most of the things that have done that i have not been particularly happy with i mean i've almost always been like disappointed with how it was when it came back Mm -hmm. um i'd say overall they've you know they've done a a good job of a of a difficult situation where with animation it's probably a little easier because at least all the characters can look the same if you want them to right um, you know, it's difficult when actors change and all these things, but, um, although I'd actually say even with the animation, this is something I was noticing. And I, I went back to watch an old episode just to make sure I wasn't like making this up, yeah. you know, animation has changed a lot just in the last 10 yeah. years. And like, there's new technology and there's new techniques. And I feel like, and, and the animation of the old show was like, it was good, but it was obviously very, I mean, it, it looks fairly dated now when you go back and right. watch it. And yeah. I feel like they made a very conscious effort to stick to that animation style. And I agree. Like the lines are differences, but yeah, there's differences. It it feels like it's been improved somewhat, but it it, it feels like it's an evolution, not a change. Um, Right. And I I really appreciate that they did that. Cause I think it would have been very easy to like, um, this is something that gets talked about by, by, by Star Trek fans, you know, like the problem with a lot of science fiction and Star Trek, especially is this is when you tell a science fiction story at a particular day and time, you're imagining the future through what you can imagine. And so like, right up until like the 1970, you know, in the original TV show, like they imagined that space would have crazy computers that would be monochromatic. Right. right Cause right. it just never occurred to them that it wouldn't. Yeah. And like the bridge yeah. of the Star Trek enterprise has gotten so much cooler over the years as it's being told uh, right. in ways that don't make sense. But yeah. Right. So Especially I, if they're telling a prequel or something. It's oh like, yeah. Hey, why is the technology better earlier? Yeah, like I, I, I'm currently watching Star Trek Enterprise, and it's a, it's a much better show than what I thought it was the first time I watched it. But mm-hmm. they clearly have technology that would did, did not appear anywhere on the original series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just looks all better. Um. Anyway, I think that's about all I have from this episode. Anything more you want to get into? Uh no, that's about it. I mean, the I kind of want the narrator to actually be a character at some point. Oh, he is. It's it's Admiral it's Admiral Valarin. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, I sort of feel like all of the different series and movies are like 
different takes on what happened by like different groups mm, yeah like that the original trilogy is basically like propaganda from like the rebel alliance and oh i kind of like that <laughs> I, I don't know i saw a really interesting interpretation of the um original trilogy but uh or the different the different trilogies uh-huh. of movies but um i i do feel like the clone wars is is um it feels sort of like old republic propaganda in a way yeah uh, through a lot of it i don't know yeah um i, I yeah I, I, I mean i think that's definitely true and i certainly feel like it feels like in the clone wars that they were aware of that and they were trying to say like this is kind of like a newsreel that would be put out by republic you know news force and it is meant to yeah. be kind of propaganda and that like that the the admiral's voiceover is supposed to be an unreliable narrator yeah i certainly don't think they ever established that in terms of like the yellow text that scrolls um oh yeah no, no. which is a little frustrating because it's some of the most purple prose you can ever like i go back and watch it i'm like oh god like you have to like put in all caps the name of just how evil and villainous everything is <laughs> it's true it's true yeah yeah all right um anyway paul um any other last things you want to get on or can we wrap up uh no i'm good cool all right well thank you so much um as always, this was great. Um, if you're listening, please uh, write in. We'd love to hear what you're thinking. Um, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, on email, it's always Star Wars Universe. Uh, it, um, <laughs> I, I need to actually – I'm going to be actually, I think, changing the names around a little bit so it's easier to kind of find all them. But you can find them on the links is the easiest place to find them. Uh, by searching by Star Wars Universe Podcast, you should be able to find it. But um, the links are in the show notes. That's the best way. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how you're feeling about this new season so far. Are you loving it? Are you not loving it? What, what's your take so far? Um, uh, do all that. We'd love it also, you know, um, and if you think this is going well, drop a review for us on, uh, iTunes or anywhere else. Uh, it's a great way to let us know what we're doing well or what we're, what we could do better. And it's also a great way to help sure, making sure that other people can find this podcast and be part of the conversation. So Paul, thank you to all your listeners. Thank you all very much. Have a great day.